The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Yes, they're putting us on the pre-roll. We are now brought to you also by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast ourselves. Why not, right? Start the, start your engines with me and Cody and get ready to gamble on the Daytona 500 this Sunday. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb how about we talk about racing things it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez and all week long we're talking racing things, and of course, as we are doing in our new format, breaking out every series into its own day. Last night, we took a leisurely stroll through the Craftsman Truck Series and uh, definitely enjoyed making many, many more bets than we normally do on that series. Today, we'll turn around we'll do the exact same with the Xfinity Series as they get ready for the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300 on the Daytona International Speedway. Cody, buddy, uh, these new longer bet formats are really, really working out. Oh, yes, they are. I had a fun time yesterday. It's nice. I mean, it, I feel like we did a pretty good job last year covering all three series, but sometimes, you, you know, we only talk on each one for so long when we're trying to cram it all into one episode. So being able to talk it out, talk it through, give more of our points of view on on the race, on each series individually, focus more on each driver. I think that's only going to help our, our bets, our DFS, everything be better on each series. Uh, so I had a blast yesterday. Excited to do the same thing today with Xfinity and come back and do the cup again uh, tomorrow. Indeed. And of course, Xfinity, as we know, is going to be missing a couple of drivers and we'll reflect that and we'll touch on that uh, as we start making our bets. Uh, again, as you start looking down the list, you think, oh, wow, I forgot they're gone. And yeah, and so you start to build your bets a little differently knowing uh, that some of those powerhouses from the Xfinity Series last season will not be in this race this season, uh, or at least in the series as a whole this season. But um, there are still a couple of names that are going to pop up here in the, uh, in the list. But yeah, again, it's going to be a lot of fun to handicap. We're going to have a lot of fun breaking it down. But once again, if you weren't listening to the big show, the bosses enjoy learning more about NASCAR. So we're going to continue to teach them more about NASCAR. Cody, how many days is it until the Daytona 500? That's right, Rod. We're just four days away from the Daytona 500. 
So we'll look at the number four. One guess who has the most all-time starts in the number four car. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's my man, Kevin Harvick. I think you are correct. So 1,763 starts in the NASCAR Cup Series for the number four car. 82 times it's been in victory lane. 372 top five finishes. 70 pole awards. Kevin Harvick leads all drivers with 324 starts. Leads all drivers with 37 wins in this number. Again, the the second Hall of Fame career, right? The first one he had in the number 29. Uh, and the second one in the number four car. Uh, so 37 wins for him, 221 top tens. He's led 11,000 laps in the number four car. An average finish of 10.4. When we tell you every week, you can count on Kevin Harvick to finish in the top 10. That is why, because it's literally his average finish in the number 25 or in the number four car, 25 poles. That's why I was getting ahead of myself <laughs> uh, in the in the number four. John Sears is second with the number four car uh, in starts, 289. No wins for him. Rex White, 168 starts, 26 wins for him and just 168 starts. So very impressive. Uh, 121 top tens in Rex White's 168 career starts in the number four. Sterling Marlin, he was on the Dale Jr. download last week, uh, has Parkinson's, but seems seems to be doing pretty well and, and had some fun stories to share with Dale Jr. there, so definitely check that out. He had 125 career starts in the number four, six wins, including back-to-back Daytona 500 wins. I believe it was 94 and 95 that he won those in the number four car. Ernie Irvin, 105 starts, seven wins in the number four. Bobby Hamilton, 101 starts with a win. Uh, Rick Wilson, Mike Skinner, Casey Kane, guy we talked about yesterday with the number five car. Uh, he made 36 starts a full season in the number four car. I believe that was with Red Bull Racing, actually. Uh, had one victory there. Uh, going down the list, Jimmy Spencer started some races. Ward Burton started some races in this number. Mark Martin started six races in the number four car. Uh, Robbie Gordon started a couple of races, Todd Bodine. Uh, and then as you kind of get down to the bottom of the list, we've had 113 different drivers start races in the number four car in the NASCAR Cup Series. Manufacturer-wise, very heavily dominated by Chevy. Um, again, Harvick is in that four car now in a Ford. But Tony uh, Stewart Haas racing was a Chevy team for a while, so a lot of those races over there. Uh, 972 starts by Chevy. Ford is second on the list. Oldsmobile actually third on the list with 175 starts. Uh, and then as you go down the list, Jaguar started two races in the number four car. Uh, Nash Motor Company two races. Studebaker two races. One Cadillac uh, in start for the number four car. So again, these these are the are the heart of the numbers, right? And uh, yeah, number four is a, a pretty storied number. Jaguar loves those older or those lower numbers. They keep making more starts as we <laughs> Back go when down. We were just uh, assigning numbers. I think you're yeah. the fourth entry. You're number four. <laughs> number four. Here, wear this proudly. Um, all right, that's also, one more one more piece of, of history. Twenty five years ago uh, today, uh, which is February fifteenth, Dale Earnhardt finally got it done. The king of super speedways. When every time they went to Daytona, every time they went to Talladega, could not win the Daytona 500. Uh, Mike Joy's very famous call as he, he came off a of turn four. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. 
finally. Uh, and then if you haven't seen it, literally every single person in the NASCAR garage lined up on pit road as Dale Earnhardt drove down and gave everybody a high five. Of course, just three years later, we would lose him in that same race. But for him to finally get that victory after 20 years, again, with we've talked about some other guys that Tony Stewart, three-time champion, never got a Daytona 500 win. Kyle Busch, he's been around a long time. Now I think maybe he wins it this, this year. We'll see. Uh, but two-time champion, he's never won the race. Um, and it's this is this is the big one to win, right? The championships are great. Um, some guys like Denny Hamlin will argue the Daytona 500 is more important than the championship. Maybe that's because he's got three of those and no championships, but who knows? Uh, and so, yeah, 25 years ago today for Dale Earnhardt Sr. to uh, finally get that accomplishment, uh, that, that was a big deal for him. And uh, for the entire sport. I mean, nobody nobody needed that win more than him. Nobody needed it more than NASCAR, especially at the time. So, yeah, definitely tip the hat to uh, Dale Earnhardt in that first Daytona 500 victory. I know that we've got a couple of signings and a couple of news stories to hit real quick before we set up this race. So, uh, Cody, let's talk about uh, a driver that's going to stick in the 48 car with the Ally sponsor. Uh, again, we're talking about Alex Bowman, who will continue to race for Hendrick Motorsports in that famed 48 Ally car. Yeah, through 2026 even. So it's a, it's a long-term deal. Uh, we had talked about that, right? Maybe he's the odd man out. Hendrick seems pretty happy with their lineup. They've got the, obviously, Elliott and Larson. I don't think ever go anywhere else in their career, likely. Um, and then William Byron seems to be a guy that that Hendrick, Rick Hendrick himself, is just really big on. Loves having him. Those guys were all locked up long-term. Alex Bowman, kind of the odd guy. Maybe he doesn't, but you look back and he's had a pretty successful career, right? He's got wins every season lately couple times he's got multiple wins um but it was kind of was he going to come back or not it came out a couple weeks ago ally really 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 loves him they want to stick with him uh and so hendrick worked it out and they extended ally and they extended bowman all the way through 2026 so uh the hendrick stable is locked up nobody's going anywhere anytime soon uh and that's i mean ideal right you don't have the changes you don't have to worry about that stuff these teams these drivers the sponsorships, that's a big part of it all. A lot of their sponsors are locked up. I know Napa's going to be around a while. Uh, HendrickCars.com. They've signed a long-term deal, even though it is Rick Hendrick's company. What they've seen uh, with it being on on Larson's car uh, has paid off. And so um, I don't I don't think that uh, Hendrick is going to have much changing as far as sponsorships, as far as drivers now, obviously, with with everybody being locked up. And then Daniel Suarez also signed a multi-year extension. Uh, a lot of times they don't give us details on the year that goes through. Uh, with Bowman's, they did through 26. Uh, no, no details on how long Suarez is, is but multi-year it says. So he's locked up. Ross Chastain, a free agent at the end of this year. So a lot of questions out there whether he sticks around in that car. Uh, maybe, like we've talked about, it depends on how well that team does this year, right? If they seem to maybe take a step back. Does he go replace a Kevin Harvick? Does he go replace a Martin Truex Jr. on a quote-unquote bigger, more powerful team? That'll be interesting. But Daniel Suarez, not going anywhere. He's locked in uh, on a multi-year extension. Gotta love it. Like I said, it's just a matter of of trying to find that spot where you're where you're fit and and make it stick as long as you move by. And for Hendrick, it's not even a surprise. I mean, Dupont stuck around forever. Lowe's stuck around forever. You know, it, those types of sponsors hardly go anywhere when they know 
that these cars are going to be blazing their their emblem all over the place and in winter circle especially so yeah um, and even with the changes we've seen lately where you know sponsorships don't stick around as well you look at some of the top drivers denny hamlin and fedex been lockstep forever kyle bush with m&ms now that it finally did end but for a long time it was around kevin harvick anheuser bush they've been a sponsor a long time it was budweiser for a while now it's over to bush light but same company um as has really stuck with him so we have seen a lot of that one more quick piece of news todd Gilliland. we talked about he's going to be replaced in the 38 car for six races by zane smith um five of those races he has signed on to race for rick ware so he will still be competing the talladega race is the only one he doesn't currently have a ride for but with that being a super speedway race we see a lot of these open teams enter cars I would guess that that as long as he can get some sponsorship money behind him, uh, he'll be able to enter that. So potentially, Gillen could still run a full season even if he's not um, in in the 38 car for all the races. And again, you win something like the Daytona 500 or something and get locked into the playoffs. As long as he starts all those races, even if it isn't a different car, he would still be eligible for the playoffs. Uh, so that is is notable as well. It's hard to keep some of these drivers off the track. I mean, obviously, they're talented enough to be in the big series. Yeah, they're not marquee names. Yeah, they don't cross the checkered line in first a lot. But, you know, you got to have a full field to race. So <laughs> you got to keep drivers like Todd Gilliland around uh, to, to race and, and to stay on the track because, obviously, he's capable of doing it. So Yeah, good and for see. a team like Rick Ware that is, you know, the bottom team in the league, I mean, with him and, and BJ McLeod's team, it's those are the, the worst cars out there, right? To have a driver from a, a quote unquote better team come down and race in his cars is a step up for them rather than grabbing a JJ Yaley or somebody who's been around a long time but just doesn't, you know, have that level of, of talent. So it, it works out for both ways where Rick Ware's getting a good driver compared to what maybe they had uh, you know, on a week to week basis, and Gillen still gets his ride or a ride at least, uh, for those races. Indeed. Well, this race that's about to happen that we're about to talk about and break down bets is the Beef It's What's For Dinner 300. Of course, we know the Daytona International Speedway is two and a half miles of paved madness. This race will feature 120 laps around that. Uh, again, there's 44 cars on the entry list. Not all of them are going to make the field. So just a matter of trying to figure out who's going to make it. Of course, we've got a pretty good handle on a lot of them. Notably absent from this race, Noah Gragson, obviously one of the major factors and, and the one that won the most races last season in the Xfinity Series. And then, of course, Ty Gibbs, who both are now going to be full-time uh, in the Cup, and they're pretty much not going to try to warm up themselves uh, for the 500 in this race. So those are two heavy hitters automatically gone from this race, which means there's some new folks that may be able to float up to the top of this. And, of course, uh, that'll be the, the main thrust of our bets. So, um, but again, it's super speedway racing. Anything can and will happen on this race. Uh, Austin Hill, the winner of the last one, Austin Sindrick, the one before that. I don't know that there's another Austin that we can find uh, to win this race, but, uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Last time out on the track, though, on Daytona in the fall race, Jeremy Clements won a crazy, crazy finish. He took the last victory home from Daytona, but of course the last 500 winner to start the season, or the 500, the last Daytona winner in the Xfinity Series was Austin Hill. 
So, again, a, a lot of uh, – Noah Gragson won in 2020. Obviously, he won't be out there this year. Uh, Michael Annette won in 2019. Tyler Reddick in 2018. So, some of those are the past winners from this race. And, obviously, we'll talk a little more about that. But uh, initial thoughts on this this field, Cody, and, and just sort of uh, setting up the race in general. Yeah, I mean, things are, are opened up a little bit, right? You don't have Ty Gibbs. You don't have Noah Gragson. You don't have A.J. Allmendinger the three biggest hitters in the series last year, right? Guys like Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, still around. Austin Hill did a great job on super speedways last season. Uh, and then the truck series, we had two cup guys racing down in that. Xfinity, it's just one guy. Justin Haley is going to come back down. Um, and then Cole Custer, of course, was a full-time cup series guy last season. He's going to be full-time in the Xfinity this season. So those are notable names as well. But you look at the Xfinity series, and, and this seems to be the series where the chalk hits more on super speedways than the other series. I know we said less wrecks in the in the trucks, but it still seems like that's more open. Whereas in the Xfinity series, it does seem like the chalk hits more and there is less wrecks and stuff. But I say that after Jeremy Clements won the last Daytona race and he was like a hundred or hundred and fifty to one or something ridiculous. So Yes, it maybe does favor Chalky a little bit more, but again, anytime you're on a super speedway like this, you cannot count out the long shots. The number of long shots we've had win on super speedways lately or really close, of course, the Corey LaJoy thing. Uh, Jeremy Clements, the last two Daytona 500 winners were both 70 plus or 70 to 1 plus, you know, with Michael McDowell being like 100 to 1 two years ago. And then I, I think that Cindric was 70 or 75 last season. Um, and, and then even in the fall in Daytona for the Cup Series, it was 30 to 1 with Austin Dillon. So it, these long shots can win no matter what in any of these series. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to spread it out and, and hit, a, hit you from all angles. We are going to do exactly that. But we're going to take a break first and then we're going to start laying out our bets because we have a ton of them for you Today, we're so excited that this new format is taking shape. Uh, so happy to be laying out more bets. So come back from the break. We'll start laying out the bets for the beef. It's what's for dinner. 300 from the Daytona International Speedway. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. It is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, also known as WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. You got great odds, great promos, great payouts all happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. Get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, of course, limited to state availability. And if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we spent you. They spent you. Eh, we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state playthrough. Winbet is available. If you or somebody know it's a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Cody, it is the moment everyone's been waiting for. Our first official Xfinity Series bets of the season. I'm excited. You're excited. Where are we starting? Very excited. I am going to go to Old Faithful on the Super Speedways. I cannot stop betting this guy in the Xfinity Series. Every time they go to a Super Speedway, 
and it's been rather profitable over the years. Ryan Sieg to be the top forward at plus 475. Um, if you look at the forward entries in this race, there is only one, two, three, four, five, six of them. And I'm actually going to give you my first two bets just right off the off the bat here because they're both in the same category. I took the brothers, Ryan Sieg, plus 475. Kyle Sieg, his younger brother, at plus 1,500. These guys, it's a family-owned team. They know how to build super speedway cars. There's only six Fords in the field. There's like 30 Chevrolets entered in this race. That's not even a joke. Chevy is ridiculous. So Chevy is going to have an advantage as far as manufacturers go. But when you're trying to hit a top manufacturer bet and you have two of the six guys in this field, that feels pretty good. Cole Custer's at the top. Of course, that's no surprise, right? But he's at minus 160. That's ridiculous. I would not bet that. And something happens to him. He gets shuffled back. You know how it works on super speedways. Riley Herbst, plus 220. He's a decent super speedway guy. Then you got Segan third, and he's plus 475. And, and I think that that is a low price anyways, even if there wasn't just six guys in this race. Um, Brett Moffitt is in the race at plus 1,000. He is he's okay, but he's not... Anything that scares me too much. Kyle Sieg at 1,500. Joe Graff, plus 3,000. He doesn't scare me at all. So if you're giving me both of these guys at 475, at 1,500 uh, to be one, you know, to beat these other four guys out, I feel like you're getting very solid value there uh, doing that. Ryan Sieg, you go through his list of accomplishments. Um, at Talladega, he's been in the top five for the last five races there. 11th finish was the other one. So that shows you his ability to avoid the, the big ones, be there at the end, be in the mix. Um, he finished eighth last year at Daytona in this race. He got six top ten finishes at Daytona. Uh, in both Atlanta races last season, top 15 in both of those, again, being there at the end, surviving the chaos. Um, and then you go over to Kyle. He only has one start on a, on a super speedway period. Uh, he didn't run full-time last season but he finished 10th in Daytona last year. So his one attempt, and he had a solid finish. Uh, so give me this pair of brothers at plus 475 for Ryan, plus 1,500 for Kyle, and hopefully they can beat out those other four Ford drivers and uh, cash one of these tickets either way. I was looking heavily at Sieg for some of the bets as well, So and then I logged in and saw that you had him already, so I was like, great. I'm glad that I was on the right path. Not the only time we'll be talking about it. No, no, (laughs) no. We'll come up again later. (laughs) Yeah, So and that's what I'm saying. Like I was was like, okay, well, he's got Sieg pretty well covered, so I'll I'll leave him to that, but um, I do like it. I I did like digging into his stats and seeing that there's a lot of promise to be had, and I mean, at top forward is, is basically... About as safe a bet as you can get on on a super speedway, just to avoid some chaos or, or even to benefit from it. So I like yep. it a lot. All right, my first bet. I'm glad Cody that you talked before the break about chalk hitting and about uh, Xfinity being a little more chalky than normal because I felt kind of gross uh, having to take this given all the other odds that are out there on the table. But uh, Justin Allgaier is a top three and he's at plus two fifty, which you know. Not bad for a, a plus uh, a, a top three bet here at plus two fifty, and and I like Justin Allgaier. Obviously, we talked a lot about him last season, right? He, he did fantastic. He had ten top tens and twenty four starts, six top fives. Uh, he didn't win any races. Uh, or I'm sorry, this is at Daytona. I'm reading off his Daytona stuff. Wrong tab, Rod. 
You're giving out bad information all over the place. All right, let's click on the right tab. In 33 starts, he had 23 top 10s, 16 top 5s, and 3 wins to Justin Algar. I knew it sounded a little bit crazy. Uh, so anyways, but 16 top 5s last year and 33. I mean, he finished inside the top 5 like almost half of the time. Uh, look at how he finished the season. He had a, a top 3 finish in Pocono, or in Phoenix, rather. It was 3rd place in Phoenix, 5th place at Martinsville, 3rd place at Vegas, 5th at Charlotte, 2nd in Kansas, 2nd in Michigan, 3rd at Indy. He won in Loudoun. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and rattle them all off, but I mean, he was fantastic last season uh, overall. He finished fifth in the Daytona or the da at the Daytona Speedway uh, in the Xfinity Series in 2022. Uh, he finished third actually in the fall race at Daytona, and then he's done some fantastic things overall in his career. So for Justin Allgaier to be a top three driver, I don't think that this is out of the realm of possibility, especially as we talked about with Ty Gibbs and Noah Gragson both being gone. Uh, from this race and AJ Allmendinger as well. I think that opens the door for Allgaier to have a fantastic day and give me give me a top three finish, even if it's only plus two fifty. Yeah, plus two fifty, not bad odds for that good of a driver, right? He's going to be one of the top guys in the series all all year long. We're going to be talking about Justin Allgaier a lot this year. Maybe this is the year he finally gets it done, gets that championship, um, and get it all started with a top three at Daytona. Indeed. All right. If you guys didn't get convoluted lost in what I was saying, uh, just take all guy or top three plus two fifty. Exactly. You want to do your uh, second one since I snuck in. Oh yeah, you did sneak in a second one. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm going for broke here. I mean, I know we, we just talked about chalk, but I want to throw a little chaos into the mix and, and I, this name kind of, I was setting you up with all this. You were too. Chalk hits a lot, but you got to throw in these long shots too. You sure as hell do. And I'm going to go ahead and just give you a Timmy Hill. Timmy Hill is at uh, plus 3,000 for a top five finish. I'm not even asking him to finish inside the top three. I'm just asking him to do something he's done a couple of times on this track over the last four seasons. In 2022, in the fall race, he finished in second place. He was the runner-up uh, to um, Clements in that race. Uh, Daytona 500, not a great showing. He had a 20-place finish there. Uh, after starting 37th in the 2020 fall race he started 31st finished 22nd but in the 2020 Daytona race in the spring he finished third so he's done this a couple of times where he's had a top five finish over the last um, few races or a few races at Daytona so again it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to do it again and at 30 to 1 I feel like this is a, a pretty good uh odds to try to take it at just just to grab it and see what happens um and 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 roll with it from there so last season he didn't run a full schedule uh but he did you know kind of get out there and run some races he didn't have a top five finish but this is daytona this is uh the the madness that can happen and and i'll take some of that at 30 to 1 for timmy hill no i absolutely love this bet rod i'm glad you took it i Bounced around with some Timmy Hill, decided not to do it, but I'm glad you did. This is, again, like the Sieg brothers, the Hill brothers own this race team. And these types of guys that own their teams, we saw it with Jeremy Clements in the fall, they're so good at taking care of their equipment. They know how much it costs to wreck that thing. They know their hands are going to be on it to fix it if they do. They're so good at taking care of it and being there at the end. 
And again, that is the most important thing when it comes to super speedways. It's just being in the mix at the end. You don't even need him to win the race. So maybe you even hit a 30 to one, a 50 to one or something like that to win the race. He finishes in the top five and you're still cashing out a 30 to one, even if you don't have the winner. So this is a great bet. Um, I fully back you on this. And again, he's another guy that, that can get it done. And the other part about these, these family owned teams is they know that this is their chance, right? When they get to the super speedway, yes, take care of it and don't destroy it. But this is our chance to get in victory lane. Jeremy Clements is not going to win somewhere else, but at a super speedway, he got it done. They got into victory lane for their sponsors, for the team, for everybody. And they can say they're NASCAR winners in the Xfinity series. And that's where these teams have the chance. So again, a guy that can put himself in position. Um, and so I really like that. Another guy that I just can't ever quit whenever he's racing. I talked about him yesterday on the truck series race. Um, but Parker Kligerman, top five, uh, not, not quite as good of odds as Timmy Hill. He's just at plus 200, but I really, really like this one. Again, made a bunch of points about him yesterday uh, on the truck show, but he is going to have the truck race the day before. A little bit of practice out there in the draft with the track. Again, a truck and a car, they're different, but being out there working in the draft, feeling the air, all this stuff, uh, it helps. And, and the reps are there. Get the rust shaken off in the truck series, right? And then get into the Xfinity car and, and do good. Um, in his three Xfinity series starts at Daytona, he has a fifth place finish and 11th place finish um, in two of them. Now, those were 10 years ago. It's been a while since he's raced the Xfinity series at Daytona. But last year at Talladega, he finished sixth um, in the Xfinity series. And then his other previous start at Talladega was also a sixth place. Again, that was 2013 as well. Um, but in three of his last six truck series starts at Daytona, He's finished in the top 11. Parker Kligerman, again, is a guy that knows. He, he's, again, a guy that just, I mean, he he struggled so much getting rides, keeping rides. He's got a full-time ride this year in the Xfinity series, but he's going to be the type of guy that's going to take care of the equipment, that's going to put themselves in positions. And this big machine team, they're all in. They want to win races. They had Cup Series stars on their car last year working things out, shaking things down, giving them pointers and helping. They've got the money behind them. Uh, they're going to give Parker Kligerman a hot rod. And again, just a guy that can find himself in position at the end, doesn't even have to win it to cash this bet, just be in the top five. Um, and you want to pick guys, these top fives, these top three bets, you want to pick guys you can rely on to, to put you there at the end and have the chance. Uh, and Parker Kligerman is one of those guys always. So, uh, I'm going to take him for a top five at plus 200. I like it because he's not overly aggressive either. He's not one of those guys that will try to stick his nose out there and try yep. to get himself lopped off. He's going to keep the car safe. He's going to keep the car out of trouble. He's done it. He's no, He knows how to do it. You know, he's done it for years. Um, he's watched it from the booth too. I mean, that's that's another thing where a lot of these guys that go up there and they watch these races from the booth, they learn some stuff about exactly what it is. Because, you know, when you're in the car – you're literally only in charge of yourself and you can't, I mean, you're relying on your spotter to get around. But when you go up, you watch it from the booth and you see what everybody's up to and you're like, oh, wow, that person did that. They probably shouldn't have done that. Or, wow, that person should have done that and they didn't. You know, it's a different perspective of when you're sitting there in the car thinking, all right, I don't remember when I watched that. You know, it's going to the film and, and that's what these, these guys in the booth, they've watched several races like that and 
you know, I, I think that's a good, uh, a good way to, to study for these races as well. So absolutely. All right. I have got a head to head matchup for you that I am going to take, uh, my favorite Canadian, non-Canadian from California, Sheldon Creed. Uh, he is paired up with Sam Mayer in this one. I'm going to take the Sheldon Creed side of it. Both of them are actually juiced at minus one ten. But again, we've already talked in earnest about our absolute love for Sheldon Creed on this show. And in, in both of these guys have very few starts on this track. In fact, each have three total on this track at all. Uh, and so for Sheld- or for Sam Mayer, he's had finishes of 12, 30, and 34 on this track. Sheldon Creed, 34, 6, 36. No, that is not a measurement. That is his finishing positions at Daytona over the last three races that he had. Uh, interestingly enough, both of these guys have an average finish of 25.3 on this track. Uh, but, you know, for, for me, it's just Sheldon Creed obviously has a feel for this. I, I think he did such a, a good job in last year's uh, Daytona opening race. He started fourth in that in that race and finished sixth. Um, did not go on to have the best season. We, we rooted for him quite a bit, and uh, obviously uh, it was disappointing for him. No wins, four top fives. 13 top 10 finishes. Uh, but for Sam Mayer, it was a, a little better of a season for him. Uh, no wins still, 11 top fives, 19 uh, top 10s. Average finish of 13th, whereas Sheldon Creed uh, obviously was not that good. He was 17 and a half. But Creed did finish the season well. He finished second at Martinsville, sixth at Phoenix. Seemed to have something going there at the end of the season. Second in Darlington. Uh, and, and, you know, so on and so forth. Ninth in Atlanta, who were rebidding as a super speedway as well, uh, whereas Sam Mayer finished 21st at Atlanta as well. I mean, Sam Mayer did finish second at Talladega in the fall, uh, whereas Sheldon Creed did not come anywhere near that, unfortunately. Sheldon Creed uh, suffering a pretty bad day at Talladega, where he finished 12th. Uh, and I say that because he finished third, or he started third, rather, so... Uh, tough when you start third and finish 12th. But I, I like Sheldon Creed over uh, Sam Mayer on this one. I just, like I said, I feel like he's got a better opportunity and, and I feel like he's going to at least come out one car better than Sam Mayer. Yeah, I like this one as well. Um, we talked about Creed so much last season and how solid he is. Yeah, they're both pretty limited on their starts in the Xfinity series, but Creed has a lot more of a truck series background as well. So he's got more of these starts under his belt. Mayer is still a very young driver, uh, still very green. And I think he's got a solid future ahead of him. But uh, I do think that I trust Creed more. And again, if you're going to take a head-to-head on a super speedway, you have to take the guy you can trust more to put himself in position. Because again, that is what it's all about. Uh, Next up for me, this is kind of my dart throw as far as a top five goes. Uh, I'm going to take Jeffrey Earnhardt to get a top five at plus 1200. Um, There's not a ton of great stats to back this one up. Honestly, we did see him almost win at Talladega last season. Granted, yes, that was in a Richard Childress racing car. He's in an alpha prime car this season, but he's going to be there full time uh, running in that car all season long. Uh, and, And they've got some backing. He's got some sponsorships. He still carries that Earnhardt name and there is something to that. There's something to the Earnhardt's being able to work the air at the super speedways. And Jeffrey has proven over the years that he can do it. Uh, He's even got a couple of cup starts, actually, that are almost his most impressive finishes. 
uh, with a couple of top 15s in those. And so, yeah, this is, again, just kind of a dart throw, but uh, plus 200 for a top five finish from Jeffrey. He can get it done. Again, not to beat a dead horse, but hang around and be there at the end and, and put yourself in position. Um, and he's the type of guy that can do that on a super speedway. Um, and he's proven that a few times before. Again, most specifically that Talladega race last year where, man, we were, that was another one. We were so close. I think we had him like 100 to 1. Finished second, heartbreak there. But uh, but a plus 1,200, I feel like that's good value for him uh, to get a top five finish. I agree. Dart throws are dart throws for a reason, and we take a lot of good ones on this show. Uh, so always trust Cody when he says he's going to throw a dart. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, all right, my very next educated dart throw. Very educated, exactly. You <laughs> I'm know, for somewhere at least, you know there. where you're throwing the dart. It's just a matter of whether it's going to hit or not. That is for exactly. sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so I've got a head to head, another head to head as well. Um, we, I don't know why we should stop this. It's worked for us so far. Uh, a full fate of John Hunter Nemechek, uh, and and you know, in the Xfinity car, we talked a lot about how. Uh, it's just it's frustrating to to go for him in the Xfinity car because obviously we know he's a truck guy. We know he, he does well in the truck. He had a brief stint in the Cup Series uh, full-time where he didn't necessarily keep that right either. Well, Chandler Smith, yes, you know him as another truck guy. He's moving up now to the Xfinity Series, at least for the Daytona 500 right now. Um, and he is going to be uh, uh, making his first Daytona start in the Xfinity Series. Uh, but I still like him over John Hunter Nemechek, uh, which I believe is crazy. But most of my reasoning in this instance comes from you don't know what you don't know, right? I mean, this Xfinity car, he does, Chandler Smith has not had any sort of uh, really experience in Daytona in the Xfinity Series car. So I think he's going to be very safe in what he does this weekend, whereas John Hunter Nemechek, an experienced driver, Probably wants to win this race. I mean, Chandler Smith, let's be honest with you. I think he wants to log laps. I think he wants to finish. Does he want to win? Sure, they all want to win. But when your team is like, hey, man, just go keep this car safe, shall we? <laughs> let's let's just keep this car safe. Let's just send it back home. Uh, whereas John Hunter Nemechek is out for broke, and he's more willing and more likely to get himself into uh, trouble. And, and look, here's the thing. John Hunter Nemechek's only made three career starts in the Xfinity Series on this track. He had an 8th place finish in 2019, a 22nd place finish in 2019 in the fall, and last year he finished 35th after starting 19th. His running order, the first race he was running, the last two he was crashed out. So you want to talk to me about uh, an aggressive guy that, that is going for broke every time he's out on that track. That's John Hunter Nemechek. Chandler Smith, he won't be that way. He'll probably be running at the end of this race, whereas you know John Hunter Nemechek will not so i like chandler smith over john hunter nemechek this one is at minus 110 as well yeah i like this one as well and, and a couple of things in chandler smith's favor again he's in a chevrolet compared to john hunter being in the toyota not many toyotas in the field either uh he's on the colleague team colleague is known for their super speedway packages known for having great racing justin haley going to be out there as a cup series guy a teammate for him also, talk about getting the reps on track beforehand. Chandler Smith is attempting to race his way into the Daytona 500 as an open car, so he will be in the duels. Again, not a full race, but he's going to have some laps and some time, and not only laps and time, but with the Cup Series guys who know what they're doing, and if he's out there learning from them, 
he can take notes for sure. Um, and so I don't hate that at all. Again, John Hunter Nemechek, we're going to talk about him a good amount this season, and there's going to be some times where we, where we bet on him, but I, I do think that he's very overrated going into the season, so I have no problem fading him at all. <laughs> Next up for me, a guy that I just love absolutely in general in the Xfinity series and especially on super speedways, Brandon Jones to get a top three finish. Uh, again, he's moving from Joe Gibbs Racing in that 19 car. Over to Junior Motorsports, he's going to replace Noah Gragson in the number nine, um, keeping the the yellow Menards colors and all the the brightness that's going to be with that. Just going to be in the number nine now. Uh, we saw the success the nine car had with Noah Gragson, right? And Brandon Jones has gotten it done before on Super Speedways. He's got four career top tens um, at Daytona. Uh, he finished third in 2019. He has three top four finishes at Talladega. Uh, and last year at Atlanta, again, it, the one the reason I only referenced last year's Atlanta, this that was the first season it was super speedway like, right? Where we're considering it to be that now. But he finished seventh and eleventh in both those races. Again, running at the end in the mix. Um, and he's gonna be with Team Chevy again. Another bonus in his his point with the all of the Chevys that are gonna be out there that's really gonna help manufacturer wise. There's gonna be plenty of guys to work with. If three or four Fords, three or four Toyotas get caught up in a wreck early, they've only got two or three left that, that are going to be out there to help each other. Um, and he's got three teammates on the track in the JRM cars, including Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, guys who are veterans and know what they're doing. Uh, so I love me some Brandon Jones. And for him to get a top three at plus 260, I feel like is, is a good enough price uh, that, that I can expect him to be running up front. And he's a guy that just loves fast tracks right he's always good at the big tracks the the auto clubs the michigans and then the super speedways there's just certain guys that love those when the cars are going fast and, and jones is always a guy that that comes to mind uh in those cases so love brandon jones at uh for this top three he's ricky bobby i want to go fast so uh, i do love it yep i love me some brandon jones again we'll talk about him quite a bit more this season so buckle up for that um, all right, I love me some winning car numbers, and I think uh, this one basically sends me, and I know that I'm going to give out a couple of winners that are, or actually I'm going to give out a winner that is under this car number. I get it, but I'm hedging at this point because if the car number is over 13 and a half, I'll still be a happy man. Uh, this one's coming in at minus 110, but over 13 and a half, I mean, you get, uh, you get Chandler Smith, you get Sammy Smith, uh, you get Austin Hill, who's done this before. Um, you get uh, the Sieg, Kyle Sieg at least, and Ryan Sieg, both of the Siegs. Um, you get all kinds of guys above this number that that have an opportunity to win. I mean, the only ones you're really missing out on are like Sam Mayer, uh, Sheldon Creed, and uh, Allgaier, and Barry, and Jones, and Haley. Oh, so some of the big major hitters, but they get caught up in a wreck. Any one of those, and all of a sudden you're you're down a, bu a bunch of numbers. I mean, statistically speaking, there's more numbers over 13 and a half than there are under 13 and a half. So um, you're covering a lot of bases here with this 13 and a half number. So I, I like I said, I'm kind of I'm kind of hedging just in case one of the big guys don't hit, and uh, and I'll take the rest of the field, I guess, without. Right? This is about as close as NASCAR comes to a winner without bet. Right? Yeah, exactly. No, I looked at this one as well. This was the way I was going to lean if I took this one. Ended up not making the cut, but I do like it. 
Uh, I'm giving out four winners for this series. Uh, again, splitting that unit up into quarters. And three of those four guys are over this number anyways. So I agree with you and feel like there are some really good drivers. Um, there's a couple guys above this number or under this number rather that, that I guess you'd like to have. But um, well, I guess it's only two of the four because Brandon Jones is in the nine car now. I, I just talked about that and I forgot already, but that's okay anyways. Uh, but no, I think I think it is a good – again, when you can – when you can take majority of the field on one side or the other of, of something like this, it's going to pan out more times than it's not just because so much chaos at these tracks. And that, that really is going to dictate a lot. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Well, all we have left to do is pick some winners. We got to take another break for stage two and we'll go into stage three and announce those winners. We'll be right back with our winning picks. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues... And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. Hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over. Give us a listen. Come for the football. Stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once. Going twice. Sold. Well, someone has to win this beef. It's What's for Dinner 300 live from the Daytona International Speedway. Uh, this one is happening Saturday, February the 18th. Uh, again, so exciting. So much fun. Cannot wait for this to happen. So as we will do now in stage three. We'll give you our winning picks for this race. So, Cody, who's your first pick to win? Yeah, again, just split this up like a first touchdown bet. We talked about with the truck series yesterday. I got four different guys uh, across a variety of odds. I'm going to start at the top. Justin Haley, plus 700. It's not always super sexy to take the favorites on super speedways, but Justin Haley is so good at super speedways. He is, it's incredible how good he is. Um, he has eight starts in the Xfinity series at Daytona, and he has an average finish of 12.4. That in and of itself is incredible. Um, he's got two wins at Talladega, um, two wins at Daytona as well, and a second place finish there. Uh, had that run a couple of seasons ago when he was full-time in the Xfinity Series where he won three super speedway races in a row. Uh, I believe it was twice at, Talad or twice at Daytona and then, and then the once at, Day at Talladega in the middle of that. He is just so good at it. Obviously, he's full-time in the Cup Series now, um, but we've seen him have some success up there in the super speedways as well. The colleague program, we just talked about it a few minutes ago. Very good on super speedways. Uh, and again, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, sometimes the chalk hits a little bit more here. We saw it last year with Austin Hill. Uh, I think we had him at eight to one to win at Atlanta later in the season. And, and so sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and take the favorites. I know it's not super sexy to take the favorite at super speedways because it, there's so much chaos can happen, but he's by far the best driver in this field and by far, far, far the best super speedway driver in this field. Uh, and at seven to one, 
that is great odds. You wouldn't get him at seven to one somewhere else uh, as the the only cup guy in the field as well. So I like that for Justin Haley to lead it off at the top at seven to one. Next up for me, Brandon Jones. Just talked about him, right? If you want to throw on top of there, two months ago he got married. It seems like those storylines always play themselves out, right? Somebody gets married, somebody gets engaged, somebody has a baby. Boom, all of a sudden they find themselves in victory lane. So if you need something more to push you over the edge, you can add that on top. But 14 to 1 for him, I feel like that this is almost a misprice. I, I feel like he should be closer to 10 to 1, 11 to 1. Uh, so you're getting a really good price on him at 14 to 1. Already talked about everything he has done on the super speedways. Uh, so Brandon Jones at 14 to 1. Moving on down the list, again, another guy I've talked about already, Parker Klegerman, 25 to 1. Not going to beat the bush on him anymore, but but he's a guy that that can put himself in the position, takes care of his equipment, going to be there at the end. And of course, and honestly, this is my favorite one of these winners to bet on. I think you're getting incredible value at 50 to 1. Ryan Sieg already laid out the case for him before as well. Um, you can see a pattern. Obviously, there are certain guys that I really like at this type of track and guys that can get it done. And Sieg, similar to Corey LaJoy in the Cup Series, isn't great at other – although they are a pretty decent team a lot of places, but they're not great everywhere else. And then every time we get back to a super speedway, it's like they forget that they run well at these tracks and just price them way down here. Going to keep taking advantage of that. And it's worked out plenty of times before where we've hit these longer shot guys on these bigger tracks because they're always putting themselves up there uh, maybe he doesn't have the win at Daytona just yet, but it's coming for him. And he always finds himself there at the end from a 50 to one. That's all you need. Um, so, so Ryan Sieg 50 to one. Uh, so just to recap, Justin Haley, seven to one, Brandon Jones, 14 to one, Parker Kligerman, 25 to one, Ryan Sieg at 50 to one. Those are my, uh, yeah, cut, cut up your units, put it in floor, however you want to do it. Uh, treat, treat it like the first touchdowns in football, like we talked about. And, uh, yeah, go with those four guys. I love each and every one, especially Justin Haley. That was going to be my pick. Uh, I was really heavily leaning toward him even before I opened up the document. And then, of course, opened up the document and saw that you had him, which was fantastic because I was like, now we're on the same page. But I definitely endorse 100% the Justin Haley. Uh, I mean, we talked about him even heading into the clash, you know, and heading into uh, uh, last season's clash. And this is how much there is talent there and, and that we like what we see. And, of course, you put him back down in the Xfinity Series, and I think we're going to see some good stuff happening on Saturday night. My two winners, we talked about them already. Uh, I like Justin Allgaier at 12-1 to 1 if I can't get me some Justin Haley as my pick, but uh, Justin Allgaier at 12-1 to 1 I think is a really good price for, uh, for Justin Allgaier considering uh, what he was able to do, again, all of uh, last season. And really just with last season's race, right in at the at Daytona in the spring he came in fifth but Riley Herbst was there but we we know our take on Riley Herbst but it was Noah Gragson AJ Allmendinger Allmendinger and Austin Hill up at the front of that you take a couple of those guys away and now Justin Allgaier doesn't necessarily have that many folk uh, that many people to fight with uh, at the front so I think this is his race now to show what he can do I think this is his race now to be able to get into uh, the winner's circle at Daytona and pick himself up a Daytona win in the Xfinity Series. Uh, so I like Justin Allgaier there. And then, I, you know, Timmy Hill's at 150-1. to 1. 
my uh, my inner Cody is just telling me to throw out a pretty decent long shot. Uh, we laid out the, the case for him to be a top five, and if you could be a top five car, you could be a winning car. It's just a matter of finding your way to the front, and in these races especially, if you can find your way to the front, a lot of stuff can happen, and Jeremy Clements can get there uh, and, and have you winning a ton of money, and I think Timmy Hill could very well be that same sort of success story if he's put himself in the right situation all race long and uh, and finds himself somewhere in the front toward the end and some wackiness and act of God happens. And next thing you know, Timmy Hill's cashing a 150 to one ticket for us and we're eating steak. This makes me so happy. I feel like I came into this as a novice as far as the podcasting side of things and, and the writing side of things. And Rod's taught me so much. I truly appreciate it. I'm glad that I've been able to repay the favor and teach him how to throw down these big bets. I love it, Rod. This is a great one, 150 to one on Timmy Hill. Again, we talked about him earlier and why he's a good good driver that can put himself in position and be there. And again, <laughs> I'm going to say it 100 more times tomorrow, so just get used to it. Put yourself in position and be there at the end. That's what you need on super speedways more than anything. Uh, so absolutely love that bet by you on Timmy Hill. Uh, and the Justin Allgaier one, again, you're not going to get him 12 to 1 many places, so there's good value there as well. I concur. Yeah, it just it was weird to me to see Allgaier at 12 to 1. I mean, because we we usually saw him up at the top of every list uh, basically last season, toward the end of last season especially. So to see him kind of mired, and I say mired, but 12 to 1 versus Haley at 7 to 1, and even Brandon Jones at 14 to 1, it's just, you know, to have those two kind of close together, it, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, take that value while you can. All right, get out your pen and paper. About to break down the bets for you so you can write them down and see uh, where you want to put your money. Uh, all right, Cody started out with Ryan Sieg. Actually, both Sieg's, both Ryan and Kyle Sieg as the top forward. Ryan at plus 475, Kyle at 15 to 1. I followed up with Justin Allgaier as a top three car at plus 250. I also said that Timmy Hill was going to be a top five car at plus 3,000. And then, of course, Cody followed it up with Kligerman as a top five car at plus 200. I'm giving you Sheldon Creed over Sam Mayer at minus 110. Cody's giving you Jeff Earnhardt as a top five car at plus 1,200. I say Chandler Smith will finish better than John Hunter Nemechek at minus 110. Cody's giving Brandon Jones a top three nod at plus 250. And I say at some point the winning car is going to be over 13 and a half minus 110 at some point at the end of the race, right? That's that's really when we count the winner, whatever. Speaking of winners, Cody gives you Justin Haley at plus 700, Brandon Jones at 14 to 1, Parker Kligerman at 25 to 1, Ryan Sieg at 50 to 1. I'm giving you Justin Allgaier at 12 to 1, and then my super special channeling my inner Cody long shot, Timmy Hill at 150 to 1 to win the beef. It's what's for dinner 300 at the Daytona International Speedway on Saturday, February the 18th. Cody, stuff's happening now in NASCAR. Everything's happening today. It's Wednesday as we speak. There's there's things happening. We're getting so much closer to watching the big races. We are. Actually, in about three minutes, uh, the Cup guys are going to take to the track and qualify. Um, and we got some news on that. Connor Daly... They had a, an issue, an oil line burned through. He's not going to be able to run his qualifying lap. So that, that's one less guy in Jimmy Johnson's way to lock in that uh, spot in qualifying. 
Again, two guys will lock in their spots in the Daytona 500 tonight. The fastest two qualifiers uh, in single car qualifying will lock in their spots as long as they're able to start the open races or the dual races, rather. Uh, and then we'll lock in the other two guys tomorrow, Thursday, uh, as well. So, whew, Rod, when we come back tomorrow, we will have qualifying done. We'll know the front row of the Daytona 500, and uh, we'll know at least two of the drivers who are locked in. Maybe Jimmy Johnson will be one of those guys, hopefully. Uh, and, yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Man, it's almost here, Rod. It's We're giving out picks two days in a row, full shows of nothing but picks. And a little history for the one guy, but I love it. <laughs> Tomorrow will be another one full of picks as well. So let's do that. Let's come back tomorrow and talk more. We'll lay down our cup series bets, the granddaddy of them all, and the best race of the season by far, the Daytona 500. Cody, before we do, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, got an article out that just came out today. Uh, focused on the duels there's no they haven't released the dfs salaries and there's no bets available yet by the time you listen to this after qualifying is over i would imagine those will be out there but it gives you a breakdown of exactly what you're looking for from the open cars and, and how they get everybody qualified into the race and then strategies you can use and some other guys that that maybe you know eric jones noah gregson those types of guys that if jimmy johnson needs a little help and they're in the duel with him. You can kind of lean on those types of guys. Uh, so definitely check that out. Follow all my work over there. Uh, and then again, join us in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Uh, that's where you can find the link for the Fantasy League season long on, on NASCAR's Fantasy Live. Free to enter, $200 gift, store, gift card to the merch store, which once again has some NASCAR gambling podcast items. Shout out to Jake Paquin for that. Go Go check those out as well. And yeah, be be happy to be back tomorrow again in the Cup Series. Man, Daytona 500 picks tomorrow, Rod. Hell yeah, let's oh. do it. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. We'll see you again tomorrow. Load it up. Spit them all out. Daytona 500 picks coming to you live tomorrow. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride. And I'm